Good morning, traders. Very, very warm welcome to today's um, pre-market trade plan live session, which is your opportunity to, to plan and prepare yourself for the trading opportunities ahead. Uh, as you probably experienced, um, the, the I suppose the trading week so far has been quite a uh, quite a choppy one. Um, reasonable, well, let's say varying amounts of volatility at, at very specific times. Um, We'll go into these markets again. Uh, really, quite a challenging trading week, just purely because we—it's really difficult to get um, the normal sort of coherent market setups that we try to look to trade. We're, we're kind of needing to, to trade some certain markets without without the full confidence um, of seeing, you know, a lot of the correlations in play as well. So, a lot of upside down trading conditions for us this week um and that just makes it really quite a challenging environment so um we'll explain what we mean there's two narratives playing out and um really those narratives are likely to play out until we get some i suppose closure on those narratives uh, and that will be next wednesday with the fomc on the first of february so we've really got price action in the build-up to that event um, because the, I suppose the outcome of that particular event will, will likely, um, impact these markets really quite significantly. So, uh, I'll discuss this in just a bit more detail in just a second. Please take a rich moment to familiarize yourself with our risk warning, uh, currently up on screen. And um, just as a quick introduction, of course, all traders need to consider which markets to trade. Where do we then want to enter these markets? Where do we want to exit? How do we manage risk? How do we manage each trade to a successful outcome? And trade psychology, all important features of, of a, a trader's, I suppose, toolkit. And uh, we discuss these considerations live every day in our trade rooms. That's the first thing to note. Um, secondly, we're strong advocates of being consistent in decision making within these areas uh, accurate with the levels we use we're quite disciplined with our capital uh, and we can be really quite patient um, yesterday was a day for potential flip-flopping uh, looking to buy one minute let's let's start selling the next and then all of a sudden those return and then you start buying and it's important you don't jump on that train so um so I'll explain what we mean in a second when we look at the charts. So let's get up Forex Factory. We want to see if there's any major news events that could impact uh, these markets in a very significant way. If we take a step back yesterday, uh, US GDP, advanced GDP numbers came in above expectations. And, and also it's worth noting uh, the unemployment claims come in lower than expected. So all those traders out there that are trying to justify the fed to pivot they've gone too high you know they'll have to start um taking pressure out of the economy 
Um, there's, if you take out things like the uh, the tech sector, which is really being being hit quite significantly because they they oversized for for far too long um, with crazy valuations. Um, so they're probably just reverting back to some sort of you know a bit of a corrective move across the market and uh, those tech firms who took on loads of people during COVID. Uh, are now letting you know large percentages of those people go again, so increasing unemployment in in very specific areas. But yesterday, kind of said actually the U.S. economy is holding up pretty well, um, despite the fact that we're at four point five percent in uh, inflate um, interest rates. Inflation is at six point five, and we've got something like the ten year down at three point five. You know, uh, which is ironically, since yesterday, it's kind of pushed a little bit higher, um, which could put these indices under a little bit of pressure. So when this when this news event came in yesterday, we were looking at these markets and we were suggesting, right, well, this news event actually, you know, allows the Fed to, to continue rates higher for longer. So um, to try and get inflation down structurally rather than just getting inflation down initially. So they've got a real good opportunity. Um, are they gonna throw that away on Wednesday? We really can't see it. Um, now, the market is pretty much pricing in a 25 basis point rate hike. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see whether whether the Fed wanna get to their 5, 5%, 5.2% uh, target sooner rather than later. Do they wanna drag it out over two two or three meetings or do they want to sort of get there as quickly as possible and then look to stay at these levels for a period of time now it's that period of time that's in question because those that pivot think that the fed are gonna they're gonna be forced to roll over to the downside and start lowering rates become more accommodative and those are conditions which are really positive for um equity markets However, we don't really have we don't have the supporting information. So GDP is, is coming in above expectation, uh, performing, all things considered, lower retail sales. Um, uh, I must admit, lower unemployment numbers as well. So we, we've got full employment in the US uh, and quite a, a really strong uh, jobs market. You can see the unemployment claims are, are twenty thousand claims lower. So um, there, it's performing really quite well, which means it can it can kind of handle and cope with the four point five current rate hike, and uh, with inflation up to six point five, there's still work for the Fed to do. So actually, we're thinking, right? Well, these are positive. Um, these are positive news events, which we think it's that good news is bad news type trading mentality. So we think the Fed will stay longer, will hire for longer, and that Fed pivot, at least on the surface, probably should be pushed out a little bit. Um, the bond markets are kind of supporting that view as well. They're kind of softening. So they're saying, you know, even over the, you know, the, the, the two year period, let me get this across. Even over a two-year period, you know, the two-year Treasury yield is up at sort of 
4.2 basically. Um, and obviously these are giving quite good yields. So this lends to the um, to the positive bond story. Um, and of course, the, the Fed, you know, they were the only buyers in town for, for government bonds for a long, long time. And uh, keeping that pressure on, on the bond yields really, really low. So now we're seeing we've seen the spike to the upside. And now we've seen a little bit of softening with that with that increased demand. So even over a two year, we're still looking at rates up at 4.2 currently. Um, that's what's being kind of priced in. So that is still two times uh, the, the target inflation number. And, and that's really what the Fed need to probably focus on seeing they talk about price stability. Well, there's no price stability up at 9%, 8 8%, 7%, 6%. It causes uh, a whole range of different types of problems for the economy. Uh, so getting that back to 2% is going to be a real challenge and it really starts that challenge really starts on uh, on Wednesday they've had a good start to what they're doing they've managed it nicely the soft landing is in place um, so far so good um, but will they have a, a meaningful impact on inflation uh, that's that's the, that's the key question and, and what is the, the required rate to be at in order to do that and at the minute, it's looking like 5% or above. So we're not really taking 50 basis point rate hike off the table, but we think it's probably more likely to be 25 with further 25 basis point rate hikes, perhaps over the next couple of meetings. And then the Fed would have to sit for a while. And purely because there's a lag in the economy, it's going to take 12, 18 months for uh, a lot of these interest rate hikes and um, economic indicators to uh to sort of give the the fed a case to either you know tighten market conditions further or loosen them uh, depending on on how things unfold so at this point in january in 2023 you know the fed have an opportunity to do the right thing and it's just going to be interesting to see whether they will actually do it or will, will they give in to the market pressure and uh and you know pivot to give you know a nice big boost to these stock markets they're supposed to be wanting to tighten these conditions uh and if they give a big boost to the markets then they're they're inadvertently kind of loosening those conditions so quite quite a, quite a challenging discussion really and it really does at right now it kind of depends which side of the fence you sit on um there was room and scope after this news event yesterday for the prices to roll over to the downside, uh, we thought because of the, the, the impact that it would have on the Fed and uh, we started to see new highs again. So our overall bias from a technical perspective is very much to the upside. The fundamentals are kind of mixed. There's arguments to support either way. Um, and the sentiment is quite choppy as well. So it's really not, not perfect conditions for us as traders. Um, and today we're rolling into core PCE price index numbers. So we'll get another update on the, uh, they talk about the core PCE a lot, the Fed. And um, 0 0.3 would see a slight sort of uptick in inflation, which would 
of course, kind of worry the Fed a little bit. We get the uh, the annual numbers there as well. So just be mindful of that event today at one thirty. That will impact that narrative really quite significantly. You know, if inflation is creeping back up on the, the PCE level, then that's uh, that's probably a bit more of a concern for these markets. So the question is, where are we at with these markets? And there's an argument to suggest where we're nowhere great really at the minute. Um, we can go back to, to basics really and suggest, right, well, what sort of condition are these markets in? What sort of phase are they going through? And um, the, fade is, the phase is relatively straightforward. We're kind of in this little sideways pattern. Um, what is quite interesting is we've got a little breakout of this little range. We rejected it before. We've bounced off this level before as well um, on quite a few occasions. And now we're sort of support, supporting uh, when prices come back, they kind of reverse back above it. And now we're getting that little break to the upside, getting a strong pullback. And now this is looking like we're we're... We're heading to the upside. So this has really been the only reason why we've been looking to kind of buy these markets is because of, uh, for that reason, um, knowing that we're going into the Fed, and we, we got a feeling that the Fed might actually make decisions which will uh, slam these markets back to the downside. So it's it's the market versus the Fed. At the moment, the market is winning that that discussion and that argument. We think the Fed will probably have the final say. Um, so short-term upside, medium-term, longer-term, probably a little bit of a downward uh, pressure on these markets. Um, really, on the back of that, good news in the economy is bad news for equities. Bad news in the economy is probably good news for equities. So I can understand if you're scratching your head trying to sort of work all this out because there is just this um, upside down market condition at the moment. So look, I hope that that kind of, in a strange way, I hope it provides a little bit of um, understanding about what goes on in these markets. We've really had quite a volatile few days trading, a lot of swings from highs to lows. Um, so this is the S&P 500. So we've had moves to the upside, which kind of pulled back. We had swings to the downside, which reversed. And now after a little bit of volatility yesterday, we kind of came back. We kind of broke below our um, our stop loss because we were in this trade to the upside. Um, and then as you can see, they, they all subsequently turned back to the upside. This is the problem when you get not strange market um, moves, but um, ones where you, you don't really have a good quality setup. Let me take you back to what we were talking about. We're talking about this little reversal here. We we were able to get into a decent sell trade on, on Wednesday, came down to a target 39.50, and then bounced off that very aggressively. And it's that aggression that causes the problem. So... This, this is your breakout to the downside, and then this is your reversal. Now, the problem with this is it doesn't give you a great quality 
you know, if you if you monitor this price action here, it doesn't really give you kind of a great quality um, setup. We had to wait and be patient. And then when we got the break, we were comfortable getting into it. So we broke to the upside and th this pullback. So this is, uh, you know, like 40.59 uh, down to uh, 40.12. So you're talking about a 50 pip swing, a 50 point swing in the S&P. Um, and it, it took out the stop losses, which were just placed in at these lows. Um, and this is the problem. You see, we don't have any other place to place our stop losses. We can't, um, we, we, we got into this trade with this in mind, um, knowing that we've got this sort of shallow, quite weak setup in here. And all it takes is a little bit of a flush trade to the downside. I must admit, after back of those economic numbers, we started to see these markets sell off. And we were contemplating whether actually we might get a strong selling opportunity from these levels. But of course, that started to unravel pretty quickly as well. And just generally as a rule, what we don't want to be doing is flip-flopping in a trading day. So as prices push higher, we get in and buy them. Uh, once they start rolling over to the downside, we're, we're looking to jump in again to the downside. And then when they reverse, we're looking to get back into that. Like we don't want to get into any of those types of trades. And that's what yesterday was turning into. Um, so um, I'm making new highs as well. So still our bias is, is pretty much uh, to the upside. It's likely to be the case really between now and, and Wednesday. So therein lies the opportunity. I grant you it's not a it's not a fantastic opportunity, but it is it is certainly the the market's sentiment and um and the technicals are also supporting you know further upside in these markets. The price action, the fundamentals are a little bit confusing. Um but we are we are seeing further upside, so it just remains to be seen whether we get follow through on that. The FTSE not really doing much. The DAX is just in this little sideways pattern, and of course the the, the Nikkei um, is just running into these resistance levels at these at these prices. A Bitcoin, it's kind of holding these highs very in a similar fashion to uh, to the to the U.S. indices. So. We can certainly look at these. So we gapped lower on the open and we've done nothing. We've been sitting in a, what's that? It's probably a, a five, four or five point range uh, all morning. And it's a bank holiday in China. So, and then now we've got a better quality stop loss. You see the market would have to work quite hard now to kind of break through these lows, but that's the kind of market condition we have. So we can get into this trade smaller size for that reason. Um, and these are the reasons why we're trading smaller size at the moment, guys, as well. It's just these market conditions. So look, we can absolutely look to get in uh, to the S&P above the 40.63. Let, let's write these down. S&P to the upside 40.63. Uh, we can add the NASDAQ to that as well. 12,060. Um, let's see if there's any opportunities elsewhere. Gold. So oil, we, we wanted to stay out on this breakout to the upside and we did well to do that. So again, we've just got 
a lot of choppy price action in this range. And as you can see, it's, it's, it's attempting to move higher and it's failing on multiple occasions. And it's also attempting to kind of push lower and failing on a couple of occasions as well. So we're just in a bit of a sticky spot really at the minute for, for oil. Now, again, next Wednesday's FOMC is likely to potentially change a, a lot of these, uh, the fortunes of these markets. And um, we're, we're, we're technically still in gold. Um, not too sure how, well, it's only very, um, you know, less than a point uh, is the reason why we're still in this trade. But it does look like we're going to get that flush trade to the downside. So we're not willing to stay in this market below yesterday's low, um, just in case you get a strong flush trade. Because we could really easily, especially with this, um, if the dollar begins to strengthen, we could get some further downside. Uh, and we could get a nice corrective move, hopefully. So moving on to commodities, uh, we're not interested in the sell trade, but we would be interested in the buy trade if we were able to find some support. Uh, let's look at the dollar. So this is the week of trading we've had for the US dollar, the most, uh, most volatile market in the world. And um, We've got like a 60, 70 pip kind of range uh, without any clarity. It's just it's just in this little higher or lower um, of these current prices. So not a great quality trade um, across some of these uh, dollar pairs. There's your box as well in, in, in the pound. We probably have more bias to the downside, but we've been saying that all week and it's failed to kind of deliver any downside moves. Dollar yen, five days sideways moving. Uh, same situation, dollar Swiss. And now these markets can, of course, break higher and break lower. Uh, so we're in this little tight range. If you want to know why we kind of indecisive, it's because we, we have false breakouts to the downside. We have false breakouts to the upside. Prices keep coming back into to this type of range. So it looks on the surface as if we're going to get a nice breakout back to the upside in favor of the dollar. That could reverse really quickly. And we're just in this little big question mark phase at the minute. So hopefully that makes a little bit of sense. We, we're looking for high probability trades. We're not looking to trade every every signal that comes our way. This is, this is awful price action in dollar CAD. Yesterday we did get some bearish moves in the end with some um mild dollar weakness uh well the the dollar is really in the middle of the road so we've got things like the uh the euro euro dollar pound dollar um the dollar strong and then the dollar is as you can see yesterday was quite weak against the cad the aussie and the new zealand although there's very little in the aussie and new zealand so we're we're we're, we're stuck with poor quality trades guys and um there's no other kind of word for it, I'm afraid. These are not the conditions that that make us a lot of money. Um, when we break out of these conditions, those are the conditions where we can start making a decent amount of return. So it's just kind of knowing kind of how to how to treat and how to respond to these markets is the challenge. Is there any clarity in the pound uh, in the dollar? Not really. Um, the pound is in a bit of an up and down kind of phase. The yen is not really responding, just not really doing much. Um, 
we still like gold to the upside despite it's two bearish days to the downside so we'll see what happens there do we have anything in in gold in oil that we want to get into not really so look where we've got a limited um um wanted to explain the sort of the context of these markets you know what are um those that have much more capital than you and i what decisions are they making uh, what's quite clear is they're reluctantly making probably quite silly decisions at the minute with this sort of bullish bias in the, in the equities um it's a short-term buy trade that's all we can really say we'll um we, we are looking for some significant selling opportunities uh probably in the latter part of next week but they haven't arrived yet and and until they arrive we're quite happy to look for some upside uh, opportunity across these indices so nothing to work with across the euro and the uh, sorry the dollar and the um and the gold market really we've seen the opposite we're, we're now pushing higher again uh, 63 so and don't get me wrong like we, we spoke about tentative risk on market conditions um i'm gonna put another descriptive word in there now so now we are up 12,060. Um, again, the, the opportunities in these markets are not as... Right, today we're going to use the word choppy. So we've got choppy risk on market conditions. So yes, the S&P and the NASDAQ are pushing higher. Uh, we do get periods of large corrective moves. Are we willing to give those corrective moves uh, I suppose uh, a large a lot of room to work in the answer is no we, we want to be um really quite disciplined with our capital we want to take smaller size um and we want to place a stop loss where they need to be placed and sometimes that's a bit nearer to price than we would like um so so it's just important uh, that we take all this into account today's pce numbers could be quite important um and we're just going to continue to look for the best opportunity at the time so uh, i've just posted our, our trade plan into the chat box guys for you to take away and really the summary is we've got sort of quite choppy risk on market conditions so yes they are pushing higher but they they are sort of seeing quite strong reversal signals as well in there and we're only really grinding higher we're not we're not exploding higher we're not moving with any massive conviction um you know there's a bit more manipulation out there where we're seeing prices you know be driven to certain points and then reversing quite aggressively so we've got to be careful in these market conditions trade smaller size um and the stop losses will um we can look for slightly larger stop losses perhaps to try and take into account this volatility but the volatility itself is a bit erratic so it's not like there's uh you know we're seeing certain amounts of, of volatility when when prices roll over they're just um a bit more erratic today so our trade plan our market summary is looking well we have choppy risk on market conditions uh, and we're looking for some further upside in the s p looking to get into that trade above the 4063 and the nasdaq looking to buy above the 12060 and we can expect that choppy condition to continue so on that note guys uh, we'll wrap it up there thanks very much for joining us any questions feel free to post them 
Um, but we trade these markets live at 8 a.m. every morning and again at 12.45 for the U.S. trading session. For more information, just go to the live trade room and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye for now.